0: Being a bright light has been our theme through 2020. Who knew we would need these words as we traversed an unusual year? I think God knew. And he is using his church. He is using us to carry light to everyone. Which brings us to today and the launch of our Christmas initiative. It's one thing to say we should be kind and generous to those in need. It's another thing to act and love and walk in such a way where we sacrifice for that. This is how we conclude the year at Valley Point. We choose organizations and leaders that are making a difference and helping the vulnerable. We set a financial goal, ask the church to give, and then we give all of it away, even if we exceed our goal, which we generally do. We give it all away so that the organizations we partner with can be bright lights. I'll be talking to you about our goal for the initiative a little later. Today, I want to introduce you to the organizations and their leaders who we will be partnering with for the initiative. These are extraordinary people and leaders who are on the front lines of loving others. So thank you for being here. Sit back, relax, enjoy hearing about God's work in our communities and around the world. Most of all, allow God to speak to you and move your heart.
1: Joan Baker is the local leader for Night to Shine, a national organization that provides an unforgettable prom night experience for people with special needs. Joan leads the local chapter of Night to Shine, which serves families in our area. The pinnacle of each event is the crowning of kings and queens as individuals made in the image of God, our King of Kings. Joan's compassion and humility is inspiring and making a difference. In a season where so much has been canceled, Night to Shine plans to operate in new ways, bringing joy to many. Our willingness to be a bright light and generously share is going to make a difference for those with special needs.
0: Welcome Joan Baker. Joan, it's a privilege to have you here at Valley Point Church. Just give us a snapshot of this unbelievable event called Night to Shine. Well,
2: it's through the Tim Tebow Foundation. Six years ago, um, he launched this Night to Shine for um, 14-year-olds and older um, who have special needs. So every Mm -hmm. year, the Friday before Valentine's Day, we have a celebration. Gateway Community Church is our fifth year, and we do it in conjunction with the Christian Academy right here in Brookhaven. We're the only um, chapter in the Delaware County region to do this. And um, on this night, um, these uh, individuals with special needs, we just get to love on them. Mm -hmm. Um, They go from anywhere from 14 to 72, was our oldest so far. (laughs) Um, And preparations begin well before the night. And they come in, um, they get dresses if they want, and hair and makeup. We give them um, corsages or boutonnieres. They come into the auditorium at Christian Academy, and we welcome them. We pray over them, and then they are crowned each kings and queens Mm. um, of God in his likeness because that's how we're made in his image, and he's the king of kings. So Mm. it's centered around God's love. After that, they go out to our red carpet where they, we have the community come out and they're called our paparazzi (laughs) and um, they cheer them on and pictures are taken and there's usually news media there. After they walk the red carpet, some of them a couple times. um, Why not? Why not? They um, they come in, they have dinner, um, dancing, game night, Mm. um, game rooms, karaoke, pet therapy, a sensory room. Um, All of this happens on that night. We also don't forget about their caregivers, and we have a respite room for parents and caregivers where they are provided a meal, massages, um, live music, and just a time to kind of decompress um, and have their own um, fellowship with each Mm. other.
0: It sounds like such a beautiful night. But also, it's a lot of fun, isn't it?
2: It is. It is. And just to know, it's a worldwide event where last year, 721 churches worldwide um, did this on the same night. So there were over 110,000 honored guests Mm. and over a quarter of a million uh, volunteers Mm. for the night. So it's an amazing night, and it's great to be a part of it.
0: So talk about night to shine for February 2021. Obviously, things are a little bit different because of a pandemic. So talk about that a little bit.
2: It will look different as everything else is going virtual. Um, We were a little nervous about that, but Mm. we will provide a link for our guests. Um, And it actually gives us a little opportunity to have some more guests because we're not bound by fire codes or anything. Um, and during this night, they'll probably provide a link where they can go, and they'll Tim Tebow will give a message, um, and then they'll be dancing and music. Uh, we still have will provide them with um, a box of goodies, their goodie bag. Um, they'll each still get their crown of tiara, which we they will um, over the link, um, you know, crown them all and pray over them, um, and uh, their boutonniere, their corsage, mm-hmm. um, anything goodie bags. We still. Um, you know, we'll provide stuff for the respite room. Um, So yeah, and then this year, we either have to hand deliver it to them, Mm -hmm. um, their box. So we get to see them again and, um, or we have a new, um, they encourage us to do a shine through, which is basically a drive up. They drive up, we can have the red carpet set out, we'll have photographers there, we'll have some music, and they can come up and receive their box that way. And we can kind of have the paparazzi there too and cheering them on that way. (laughs)
0: And one of the things I know that's part of the night is you provide care for the parents I and do. caretakers as well. So describe that.
2: That's a neat, that's a neat part because it's a whole different one. The kids are going crazy in um, the gym and the parents are in the, usually the library and it's very calm and serene right. for them. <laughs> um, they have a chance to fellowship with each other mm. and, um, you know, talk about, you know, their lives. And, you know, we just we get to give them a meal um, we have musicians that come in and just play, like, soft music for them. Starbucks comes in and provides them with coffee and pastries. Mm. So it's, it's just a really nice night. And then two years ago, we added some massages. So that line's pretty long. <laughs> um.
0: <laughs> so share a story or two of lives changed and touched because of Night to Shine.
2: You know, I, there's so many. Um, you know, we get emails from families, you know, thanking us um, for... Um, giving this night to them. Um, One of our girls who's in Young Life Capernaum, um, she got up and they said, what's your best memory, your best thing? And she said, there's this thing called Night to Shine. And I didn't know she was going to say this. And she said, I was given a dress and a tiara and flowers, and I walked this carpet and everybody cheered for me, and it was the best night ever. And I just cried. And then, um, you know, but then, you know, through the pictures and everything, there's uh, a picture of somebody just sitting in the middle of a dance floor that their buddy, um, that's what our guest wanted to do. So he literally sat in the middle of the dance floor and his buddy got down on the dance floor (laughs) and sat with him all night. And nobody, you know, they just danced around. I danced around him. You know? (laughs) it, It was great. But it was like, that's the love and care you see through this night.
0: Yeah. Talk about the red carpet again, because that sounds like a lot of fun.
2: It is. Um, it's, it's so much fun. Uh, we get uh, groups from all over um, in Delaware County. We have um, wrestlers and cheerleaders from um, high schools. We have mm-hmm. brownie troops or Girl Scout troops. We just have the community. We put that out there. And, of course, um, you know, the families can bring their family and friends out, and they just go out on this red carpet. K-Love is there. And they announce their name and play music as they walk down the red carpet. And we just cheer for them. Mm. I mean, they usually are, the you know, the forgotten population. Yeah. And, you know, we just make them feel as special as we can and love on them as much as we can. But it is an amazing event. It was my third year and before I got to see the red carpet. And I just stood there crying. Wow. I, I mean, it was just, I mean, the parents are crying. And just <laughs> the kids just, you know, and I keep saying kids. But, again, we have you know, older adults, but they just come down and just enjoy themselves and are, you know, just love that attention that
0: they're receiving. It's truly a night to honor them. It is. Honor individuals made in the image of God. So this year's Christmas initiative, you're part of it. How do you see this being used? Well, thank you for that.
2: Um, You know, it's it's a different, it's hard to say. Um, A lot of our stuff that night is donated. Mm -hmm. Um, and this year with the covid you know we don't know how much is going to be donated but we still have to provide the crowns the tiaras the boutonnieres Um, we want to make this box special and include goodies if we can get them donated or we go out and buy them Um, we still usually our respite room a lot of it is donated to us so that's Mm -hmm. an expense that we have to take on this year Um, we usually do gift baskets for our parents and raffle them off so we still want to do that and make them nice and Um, so it's just a lot different and and a lot of times we do a huge spaghetti dinner or we do, you know, the Chick-fil-A nights Mm -hmm. and this year we can't do a lot of that. So, um, you know, it is very important.
0: Yeah. So church, we have the opportunity with our initiative to completely fund the 2021 event. That's well within the realm of possibility here. And I think that's an exciting venture for all of us to consider as we think about what God wants for us in opening our heart to this year's generosity that we can fully fund the 2021 Night to Shine, and we're excited about that. Joan, thank you so much you. for being here and for talking about Night to Shine. Thank you for your leadership as thank well, you. because you are making a difference oh, in putting thanks. all of this together together and in collaborating and bringing people out to create such a wonderful and memorable night for all of the guests. So thank you for doing that. Will you help me thank Joan for being here? Thank you. Thanks, Joan.
1: Quinn Tucker is the executive director of City Team in Chester, Pennsylvania. City Team is a ministry we have partnered with for several years. They are often part of our Love Day activities. Quinn is a friend of Valley Point, and we are thankful for her encouragement. Located in the heart of the city, the mission is restoring lives and rebuilding communities through innovative programs which provide food, shelter, clothing, training, and spiritual transformation. Serving everyone, always with dignity and compassion, are values upon which City Team does not waver. The needs in Chester are significant, and City Team continues to be a bright light. They are passionate about helping individuals and families in their community. Our willingness to be a bright light and share generously is going to make a difference in the city of Chester.
0: Well, as you can see, Quinn Tucker is not with us today for circumstances beyond her control. However, I did get the chance to have a conversation with her And capture that on Zoom. So thank God for Zoom, right? It's saving everybody right now. So let's watch our interview together. Welcome back to Valley Point, Quinn. We have such a great partnership, our church and city team, and have such wonderful respect for what you are doing and for what city team is doing in city in loving your community. Can you just describe? City Team for us. Paint a picture of who you are and your work.
3: Well, thank you for having us. You are such a wonderful partner, and everyone at Valley Point Church has been so supportive to our ministry. City Team really is, like every ministry, a ministry dedicated to following the heart of Christ and looking for how we can impact the world with the love of Christ. And our mission statement really makes it clear how we do that. Our approach is to serve in two ways. We look for people who are struggling and look for ways to serve immediate needs and where we can to offer lasting solutions. And so that looks like being placed in a community where there are many people in need of help. We're located right there in Chester, although we do serve a lot of Delaware County um, in, in city team, but we have sheltering programs for the homeless. We have meals for people in our community who can't access them. We have many residential programs now, transitional housing for some, recovery support for others, and then a whole host of outreach programs for people in our community who need help with food or clothes, diapers for their kids, um, all kinds of things. And especially right now with people struggling so much as a result of the pandemic, we've seen those programs become even more vital in our community when people are short on finding food and things that they need.
0: Mm. About a year ago, we were able to host a graduation event at Valley Point for a city team. It was a group of men who had completed a recovery program and it was just an extraordinary evening. So in the spirit of full disclosure, you had asked me to pray for the event. It was on a Friday night and I had plans to go to a high school football game. So I thought, well, I can come in and pray and then I'll just kind of slip out the back door and go to the football game and you can go on with your event. So I prayed and then these men started to talk about how God had changed them and I listened to story after story after story of life change and I was so captivated. I never left. I never made it to my football game and I feel that was a great choice for me to make because I was just so encouraged with what I was seeing and how well city team had served these men. So just talk to us about life change. Give us some stories.
3: I'm so glad you shared that story, and so glad you stayed that day, and I think your experience is a lot like my own, uh, in that when you really dig into what is happening at City Team, it's like you can't walk away from what God Mm -hmm. is doing there, And, and we do get the, gosh, the blessing to see over and over again how God is working in people's lives, and we're there ministering every day in all kinds of different ways, just hopeful that some of the seeds that get sown will make a difference in people's lives. And um, I think of a couple of different stories. I think of a gentleman who did graduate our our Renew program, which really serves people who've struggled with addiction for a long time. And his story is so special to me. I think of him often because he's doing wonderfully now. He has a job and a stable life and in a good relationship and even connections with his family. Um, But his life went through a long difficult pattern of addiction. Um, And he knew about City Team, not because of our reputation for drug and alcohol support, but actually because his family had received a food box some 20 years before. Um, And so when his time of need came along and someone said, have you heard about City Team? It was so powerful when I, he shared this with us that it was because we had this history of serving the community that it was a safe place for him to go. And wow, like he introduced was introduced the gospel for the first time, which that's not everyone's story, but it was is part of his and, and his life is completely transformed by the love of Christ and the love of the community and um, and freedom from that addiction. Um, I also, you know, we'll talk in a few minutes about one of our new programs mm-hmm. um, that's starting this month. And, you know, one of the women that we have that will be entering our transitional housing program, she's young, 1920, on our waiting list to get in. And she is in a period right now where her life is not that stable. And uh, she called us and she said, you may remember me. I went to camp with you uh, when I was a little girl. And so, you know, some 15 years ago, she was joining us because her mom was experiencing some instability and um city team was a stabilizer for them providing food and diapers for her siblings and here we are now later she's looking for her life to take a different path and city team is the place that she can call and it's just it's so powerful that we get to be a part in some people's stories in this way and what god can do through just consistently ministering in the community that we're in mm.
0: in october you opened two new beautiful homes in chester for women Tell us about them.
3: Oh, we're so excited. I'll have to keep it brief. Could talk all day, Eric. Um, we have been praying for decades for uh, the opportunity to serve women more deeply in our community. And it's a long story, but the important parts are that God really provided these beautiful homes. they were in great condition um, that needed to be furnished. God provided some city team supporters who said, yes, we're going to believe in, in opening these homes. And through a focus group of lots of community partners. We identified that there's a real need for young women who are age 18 to 24 um, who might have kids or may not have kids. And there's also um, some special need for young women of that same age who might be exiting the foster care system um, without a a landing place or a stable support. And so that age was identified for two reasons, is a lot of people in need who are vulnerable, have housing instability, aren't sure where they're gonna be and are on the verge of homelessness. Mm -hmm. Um, That's one real need. And the second thing is that it's a great opportunity, a time in their lives to intervene at that sort of fundamental 18 to 20 where you think about college age and when transitions are happening, that if you can provide an intervention at that point, you can actually change the long-term trajectory for women who are facing instability. So we're excited that the need is there at a place where City Team can really provide not only these supports through collaborations and counseling and all the things that we can do, but also to really embrace people in this situation with the love of Christ and help young women experience his love in that way.
0: Mm. And intervening at this particular time and season in their lives is really important, right?
3: It really is and the goals of our program are to help them achieve housing stability so to transition into permanent housing, but to do it with a stable income, to have build all the supports you need to be able to continue and stabilize. So if they have kids, securing childcare and all the things so A lot of times we talk about it as helping the women press pause for a minute and to relieve some of the stress of where they're going to live and how they're going to get food and all those kinds of things so they can really focus on stabilizing all the things that they need, whether it's mental health support, housing support, maybe they need some job training, um, and to have a community wrap around them um, in a way that you would have maybe parents and grandparents, but not every young woman has that or even has enough support Um, to do that and so yeah when you make this intervention before a woman enters the homeless shelter system um, it really it it limits the additional trauma that the family will have to experience which is a a big thing you know because if if you're on the verge of homelessness as is there's a lot going on usually and so we can really reduce the amount of trauma that the parent might experience that the woman might experience but also for the kids to never have to enter a homeless shelter is a win across the board for us. And I should say, we may have some families who would enter from the homeless shelter system into our housing as transitional support too, and that's a win for all of us as well. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, Tanya and I had the chance to tour the homes and they are truly beautiful. You did a fantastic job putting them together. I think they're true miracles, the provision of these homes and I think a sign of God's favor on City Team. Talk about our generosity here at Valley Point with our Christmas initiative. How do you see that being used at City Team?
3: Well, it's so wonderful that you guys have allowed us to be a part of this group this year. When we put together these housing, it is a miracle that we found houses in good shape, and some volunteers really helped us create the decorating plan, and Some people have sponsored room by room, each of the spaces, but there was one project that we felt was really a must have, but that we couldn't tackle when we were just launching. And that's to finish the basement in one of the homes to be a community space. Uh, It'll also be a communal laundry space. And so, uh, you know, we are, um, we're really hopeful that eventually we might be able to get that. And when you called me, it was on the same day that I'd had a meeting with another supporter. Um, and they committed to about half the cost to dry out and finish and fully get that space usable, which is even more important right now with things with the pandemic being so uncertain. To have as many spaces as possible on our campus for the families to safely gather and be together is really the best alternative. So we have a yard, but we don't have an indoor place for the families to spread out. It's a big project for us. It's going to be at least $30,000 in um, and possibly more because things are costing a little more than we expected. So, if with your support, we'll be able to go ahead and break ground on that project and get that started sooner rather than having to wait a year or two, which is huge for us.
0: Mm. Well, Valley Point, we have the chance to help them cross the line and create even more beautiful space within these homes for. These women and their children. So, thanks for sharing that, Quinn. And Quinn, I just wanna say thank you so much for your leadership, not just at City Team, but I think you're providing leadership even beyond that. I know we've had the chance to talk a few times in the midst of this year just about pandemic stuff and how City Team is responding and how we're responding. And we've compared notes. And I also reached out to you in the midst of the racial tension that we've experienced this year. And just wanna say, I think you are doing an extraordinary job of providing leadership in that area and giving voice to what is needed in terms of racial reconciliation. So thank you so much. We're happy to partner with you this year and city team, and we're excited to see what God does.
3: Thank you so much. And I'm a proud learner with you. So thank you for being such good partners for so many years.
0: Thanks, Quinn.
1: Derek Parks is the pastor of Epiphany Church in Wilmington, Delaware. Derek's dynamic approach to ministry is making a difference. Epiphany Church launched in 2018. This young, diverse, and energetic church located 11.3 miles from Valley Point is focused on sharing the love of Christ in their location. God is using them to be a bright light. Epiphany exists to help people come to know God through loving the word, living life together, and worshiping together. Derek and his family faithfully serve and love their church and sense that God is calling them to go serve and love in deeper ways. Our willingness to be a bright light and generously share is going to make a difference in the city of Wilmington.
0: Will you help me welcome Derek? (laughs) This is Derek's first time at Valley Point Church, so it's a real privilege to have you here today what excites you most about your calling and you state it that way yes. that you have a calling to the city of wilmington so what excites you the most about that
4: well the thing that excites me most about that is that we get to be conduits of god's grace mm. to the city of wilmington and so we call ourselves epiphany uh based off titus chapter 2 verse 11 which says for the grace of god has appeared bringing salvation to all men. And the, the word used for appear is the Greek word epiphano, which uh, is the word epiphany. Right. Uh, and we just want to be little epiphanies to the city of Wilmington.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful. I know when we talked a while ago, you shared the story of working in a park mm-hmm. in the city. Your church was there giving some things away and just bringing joy yep. to the park. And someone came to you, and shared, we haven't seen this kind of joy yeah. and happiness yeah. in this park in a really long time. Share that story with us. It's great.
4: Yeah, so we do this event called Good in the Hood. Um, <laughs> and so that's just our little way of saying that everything in the city, inner city isn't bad. Um, there are people there who are just working and uh, trying to survive and trying to make it and trying to make the best life that they could possibly make for themselves. And we wanted to display that there's good here. Uh, there, there's everything that you hear and see and read in the newspaper about Wilmington is not uh, what it all is. And so uh, we do this event and uh, it, our goal really is to just bring a sense of community to the city. And so we we find a park and uh, a park that's you know struggling with violence and things like that, mm-hmm. and we say, look, we're just going to set up in the middle of that park. Like, yeah, we know there was a shooting there last <laughs> week. We don't care. Like, we're <laughs> going to come and set up in the park, and we're just going to bring a sense of joy and yeah. community to the park. So we find as many moon bounces as we can. Uh, we find um, as, you know snow cone machines and popcorn machines, right. and and we cook as many hamburgers and hot dogs <laughs> as one could possibly consume. And so uh, we have a DJ out there and do lots of things. We give away school supplies for Mm -hmm. kids. It's a big to-do. And so we did that this year, and we have lots of people who come out for that, some city council members and things like that come out. Uh, But we have the uh, Wilmington Police Department there as well uh, just to participate Mm -hmm. in the events that are going on. Literally, we have police officers throwing footballs with the kids and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so a a friend of mine who was on the uh, police force, he comes running up to me. Um, Now, he's a white police officer, I'm a black man, and he's coming running up to me, and it's a little weird. (laughs) But as he got there, he says, listen, I gotta tell you this. And so he says, you see that old man over there? And I said, yeah, I can see him. And he says, he's lived here since before the 1968 riots. Mm. And he said that he's not seen this much joy in this community since before the 1968 riots. Mm. Now, I'm a big, tough guy, uh, but I wept like a baby (laughs) 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 after he told me that. Yeah.
0: Mm. Well, I've always felt that churches should surprise and delight in a good way, in a fun way, in a godly way, and Epiphany is certainly doing that. Praise God. This is beautiful to hear. So Epiphany is two, almost three years old. You are a young, growing, diverse church. Yep wonderful things are happening, yep. and then a pandemic. That's right. So talk about how you have walked through this.
4: Yeah, uh, COVID is, uh, uh, she, she's not nice, <laughs> uh, to say the least. Uh, we call her Auntie Roro uh, oh. in the city because um, Corona be acting crazy. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's difficult. You know, we, we have a very young church. Um, and so you know, church planting, like it's it's all about guarding and building and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so we view the church as our baby. And so anybody who has kids, you know, when they're young, you're very protective of them. You don't let everybody put their hands on them. You don't let everybody kiss them and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Especially now, don't kiss people's babies. Uh, but you know, we, we, we guard it, and and it's difficult right now to uh, really have our hands on the church in mm-hmm. a sense. Uh, So that's been difficult, Um, but thankfully, we do have a young church, and I mean young demographically, Um, and so a lot of them are on social media, and Mm -hmm. so we've been able to have many touch points via social media and and to maintain our integrity as a church and and to stick to the things that are important to Mm -hmm. us. And so we were losing a little bit of touch, and you know, we said, listen, we're not going to give up on who we are, and so we're just going to continue to serve our community. We mark ourselves as a church that's committed to being for the city and loving the city, and so we continue to do that. Uh, Auntie Rural, she's, she's, she's a little much, but you know we're, we're doing all right. That's
0: right. And I know you recorded a message for your church today yes. that they may be watching online right now. They better be.
1: They better be. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're here with us, so you're amazing. Hey, you're in two places two at one time. Two places at one time. It's, it's great. <laughs> in, in addition to COVID, the racial tension this year mm-hmm. has been so polarizing. Yeah. You are a black man leading. I am. Yes. <laughs> leading, <laughs> leading a diverse church. Where have you found strength and
4: hope in this? Yeah, thank you for that question. I, the only place I can find strength is in the word of God. Mm. Um, and so as a pastor, uh, you're, you're oftentimes pulled and tugged on to be all things to all people. Um, and the reality is I'm not a politician. Like I, That's not who I am. Like I'm not a lawyer. I'm not mm. any of those things. I'm a pastor. Uh, And so my job is to provide the word of God for you in a way that will cause you to grow and shape you and mold you into the image of Christ. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's the word of God that provides hope. And so, you know, it's been difficult. We have a diverse church. And so we're diverse ethnically, socioeconomically, all across the board. And so I've got people in my church Um, who struggle with my nuance as a pastor. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And I have to tell white people in my church, hey, listen, I'm a black man (laughs) Uh, because they struggle with my nuance. And I have to tell black people in my church, hey, I'm a black man (laughs) because they struggle with my nuance on racial issues. Uh, But the reality is, is that We're for lost people in our church. And so we want to reach the least, the last, the lost, and the left out in the city of Wilmington. And if you are black or brown or white or purple or blue or green, if you want to reach lost people, I can work with you. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Well, I want to thank
0: you personally for your leadership and kindness throughout this whole time frame. When all of this was happening COVID and racial tension, I began to read a lot of material, Mm -hmm. seeking input as a white man, as a white leader and pastor. And one of the things that was repeated over and over and over again is listen. Yeah. (laughs) Like, just (laughs) listen and reach out to your friends of color Mm -hmm. and listen to what's happening and their voice we had the chance to get together. And that was a beautiful day, I feel, because you spoke words of truth Mm. to me that are shaping how our church is responding to all of this. And so I want to thank you for your leadership and something that's really sensitive and tough. You've done a great job with it, so thank you. The initiative. How do you see that being used with Epiphany?
4: Yeah. So ministry of presence is extremely important to us. Uh, We're in the inner city and part of the challenge in the inner city is that people don't trust you until they know that you're going to be there. Mm. Uh, And so establishing a a, a sense of presence there is extremely important to us. And so some of the ways that we've been doing that is that we serve uh, our city once a month just by giving out Uh, food baskets and resources and that's been really incredible for us we've been doing it over the past couple of months uh, and it's been really fruitful. And so we've been able to establish a ministry of presence. We post everything on social media. And so this past uh, event we posted on social media and it was just a joy for me to be able to watch people from our community begin to tell other people on social media, hey, you wanna come out to this because it's right. really good. They provide really good resources and the people are so kind, they're very nice. And uh, it just it's just really, really powerful to see. And a lot that- of hamburgers. A lot of hamburgers. <laughs> and to see people in our community be, uh, become our marketing, if you mm. will, to let people know about what we're doing. And the fact that we get to establish a presence like that is really important to us. And we want to continue mm. to have that kind of presence and be able to train other ministers and missionaries to do the same work that we're doing in the cities. Mm. So.
0: so think about this church we have our love days where we go into our local communities and we serve and love without expecting anything in return. That's what you're doing. And that's what you desire to do, to share the love of Christ. And our generosity is going to help them do that in deeper ways and in better ways and greater ways. And we get to partner with what they're doing. So 11.3 miles from the front doors of our church mm-hmm. is a beautiful and courageous, diverse faith community that is doing a fantastic job of loving their community. Part of being a bridge-building church is that we love and provide, and we become generous to those who are giving away the love of Christ our initiative is going to do that, and I'm excited to see
4: what God does. I am, too.
0: Will you help me thank Derek for being here?
4: Thank you. Thank, you. thank you.
1: Buddy Thigpen serves as a missionary in Russia. His work with orphans, the addicted, the poor, and the forgotten in the city of Smolensk and the surrounding areas is remarkable. Buddy's work is even registered as Valley Point, Russia. The needs in Russia are immense. Buddy Thickpen is passionately helping many see Jesus. Buddy desires to begin two new feeding centers, a COVID aid center bringing personal protective equipment and a rescue and recovery ministry for those impacted by human trafficking. Our willingness to be a bright light and generously share is going to make a difference in Russia.
0: Will you help me welcome back to Valley Point, Buddy Figpen? <laughs> it's great to see you again. Thank Thanks. you for being here. We have a long term relationship with you and with Valley Point, Russia, and that's actually what it's called your ministry there. You have encouraged us in ways that a lot of people in our church don't even know. So, talk about our partnership.
5: And that works both ways because you are such an encouragement to me, even, even today. And I, I want to take a second. I'm prompted to say this because we're living in such a time, Eric, mm-hmm. that w- we would tend to hunker down and be introspective and right. look after ourselves. But I've sat here this morning and listened to how you talk about how your desire, even today, even in the midst of the hardest times we've known in our lifetime, to reach out to other peoples, mm. and the biblical principle is this: I will bless you, God says, if you will bless others, mm. and especially if you'll bless the nations. And so I am—I am so proud of you, humbly proud of, of yeah. what you're doing through your—you didn't stop your Love Days and your mm. and your this Christmas initiative. So I, I just felt like I needed to say that I'm encouraged mm. by that. We are Valley Point, Russia. And we are extremely uh, honored to be able to represent you. You support us not only during Christmas, you support us all year. And we are where we are because you help us to stay there. And it is an honor for us to represent and to be Valley Point Russia in that little port of the kingdom that God has called us to. And uh, whenever you are asleep, We're working, trying to carry out the mandate that God's (laughs) given us. And while we're sleeping, you're carrying it out. So the ministry of Valley Point and Glen Mills never sleeps. It's always going. We just keep on going. (laughs) So uh, in our relationship, our relationship, I cannot overstate how important it is to the work there in Russia. One of the greatest mission areas left on the planet that God has given us to work in. I can't. you how important it is for us to to partner with you and i want to put it in in context of this past year because i sat here last year same time and we did the same thing and it was the best day we'd ever had and i was encouraged because i always get encouraged here and saw old friends and met new friends and and i had the sense like paul had as he wrote to the church at philippi and said i thank god for every memory of you because of our Mm. partnership in the gospel, and that's what we do. We partner together in that battle, and when people who battle together get together, they encourage each other. So it was a great day, and you had the biggest and best Christmas initiative last year that you had ever had. As a result of that, it was the best that we'd ever had, and we went and spent all of January and all of February taking what you invested in in Mm. our part of the world and giving it to kids and to adults and to seniors and spreading that out. And then when we finished, we were feeling so good, we laid down our heads to go to bed one night and woke up in a different world Mm. where we could no longer shake hands with people. We were fist bumping and elbow popping, and and we we couldn't see people's faces, and people began to panic because of this mysterious virus, and -hmm. they were looking to us for answers. And we had to find some pretty quick, and... And so I knew that we had been placed in that, in that situation for such a time as this. God mm-hmm. puts us there for a reason. And we knew we had Jesus, but we were practically wondering, how is that going to affect people back here in the States? Because you guys kind of hold us mm-hmm. and keep us going there. And I, and I want to report to you and say that I am so proud that you never, to your credit and, and to our relief and to all glory to God, uh, you never missed a step. Mm. You never skipped a beat, and you never blinked, and we were able to just keep on going and keep on doing because of your efforts here, and we've never been more proud to be a part of Valley Point uh, as we were this past year. So my first desire today is to bring from mm. all the people there that you have helped, and and, and you've had our back, and you had their back, and you've You've kept us going this whole year. I want to say sincerely, uh, from the bottom of my heart and on their behalf, thank you so much Mm. for this past year.
0: Mm. When I think of Matthew 5, 14, and 15, which have been our church-wide life verses for this year, you are the light of the world. And I see that in you, buddy, and in your work. You're being the light of the world in a different location than here. But God is using you. So share some stories of how God is at work in Russia.
5: Yeah, uh, that light is so important. The theme uh, of the light of the world is so important because we are to be, be the light uh, and we are to reflect the light that is the light of life, mm-hmm. the son of God. He is, he is the true life. And Matthew uh, 4.16 says that we... Uh, that, that we are to take that light to those who are sitting in darkness, who are sitting in the shadow of death so that they might see the great light. Mm. And so um, we are grateful to be able to do that. We are humbly grateful to be able to uh, take the light. And I want to tell you a couple of stories that are, uh, that are related directly to your uh, ministry and your investment in us and what we're doing there. So... Um, Several years ago, and I think it might have been the trip that you went uh, to Russia with us, we're always trying to do some kind of construction program in the orphanages or building our youth transition center, our rehab center. You guys have all been a part of those things. You you go all over Smolensk, Russia, and you point to places, point to playgrounds or buildings or orphanages, and you can see Valley Point did that, Valley Point did that. Mm -hmm. Group from Valley Point came and did that. I mean, you guys are all over the place. And so in at least one of those construction uh, programs, we gathered a bunch of kids together, and we said, we want to teach them a principle. If they will work, they will be rewarded. Don't work, you don't get rewarded. Uh, you don't work, you don't eat. All right, so that, that kind of principle. So we gathered them together, and one of the little boys who was a part of that has, has, was, a, was a young man that we met when he was a toddler. He had been thrown away by his parents, hmm. ended up in the orphanage, no relatives, all by himself, and uh, so he became a part of that group. And we said, "Work with us this week." And I think uh, Dan took him, and Bill took him, and they worked together. And all week long, he just enjoyed that so much. And I want you to see that a little bit of light was planted in his heart. The principle of the Bible says, "Light received produces more light." And so he took that light, and from that light, he. Every time we had a construction program after that, he joined us, and that's him. He would join us, and he began coming to our Bible studies, and he would listen, and he came and helped us construct our youth transition center, where Mm -hmm. kids coming out of the orphanage can go and live there and transition into real life. Helped us build that, went through the program himself, graduated, and as a 19-year-old boy, Uh, last year, was on his own, working, still coming, being a part of our work. And whenever the pandemic broke out, because he already had a heart problem, a um, heart-related problem, he contracted the the virus, and he passed away. Mm. He died last year. Mm. Now, that's a sad story, and it's sad on our side, because we hate to see him go. But he's not sad, because he received the light, and he is living now with that great light. And so that is a great relation. Yeah. I, I, I can point that arrow back to that first time he came together with the Valley Point group and began to receive light. And then there's one other story. Uh, the very, very first time Valley Point ever came, this is 15, 16 years ago when we first started our Christmas outreach program. We went to an orphanage, and there was a whole bunch of kids. And we were just trying to figure out how to do what we're going to do in Russia that, at, at that point. We didn't really know what we were doing, but we were gathering kids together and we'd tell them about Jesus and we were uh, trying to have have a good time with them and we were jumping in in moon bounces or whatever that thing is (laughs) and giving away whatever (laughs) it is in Russia that you can give away in order to attract people so that we could give them the light. And there was a little girl who came and she was a part of that and she loved it and enjoyed it, started coming to our Bible studies, learned a little bit about the light at that time. Mm. She went through that whole orphanage experience. And like many girls who go through the orphanages, um, she did not receive Christ. She did not become a Christ follower. And so she left. And many of our girls who don't receive Christ, who don't change their lives during that time, they end up on the streets. And a lot of the prostitutes, both in uh, Moscow and in St. Petersburg, it has been proven that they come out of the orphanages all around Russia. And those who are involved in human trafficking all over Europe Mm. They at one time were kids in an orphanage somewhere in Eastern Europe, and she ended up there, and uh, she spent 10 years of her life there, mm. and she one day realized the darkness that she was in, and she remembered. She remembered that one day, sometime, long time ago in her life, some group of people came and talked to her uh, about goodness and light and Jesus and She wanted to find us again. So through a whole series of events, she met a group that um, brought her back to us. And this past year, she became a Christ follower. Wow. The light was planted. You never know when you're going to plant light or plant a seed, right? Mm -hmm. You never know when you shine a light or plant a seed, no matter what you do. uh, If you're representing Christ, you never know. And that light was, and now she's become a Christ follower. Come to find out, she's a great artist. And she began to paint, and she, she said, now I want to dedicate that gift to give back to God and to give to others, to give joy to them, and to help anybody who, who will listen to me not go where I went. And so I said, would you do a, she, she does scenes around the Smilinsk area where she was raised, I said, would you do one for Valley Point so that I can present to them so that they will have a little token of their light in your life forever. And so I want to present this to you and to Valley Point. Yeah, thank you. Wow. (laughs) Now, that's not actually, that's not the end of the story because as a result of getting together with that group in Moscow that brought her back to us, we are now, through this Christmas initiative this year, opening a brand new ministry. It's going to be called... Valley Point Russia Rescue and Recovery Ministries in Moscow to reach kids, to reach those girls and boys who (laughs) fall through the cracks into that darkness there and bring them back. Mm. So there you go. Wow.
0: So you shared a little bit. Our initiative. <laughs> you have big plans, including what you just stated. How else do
5: you see it being used? Well, it, years ago, President Bush did a thing called Thousand Points of Light. Mm. Remember that? And he, the idea was all these organizations get together and do goodness. Well, that's a biblical principle. And every year at the beginning of the year, we kind of try to do that. Mm-hmm. We open the year trying to meet as many needs as we can through a Christmas program in all the orphanages, both where we are down in Ukraine and orphanages that have been abandoned. Um, And uh, uh, we talked about the story about how we supply firewood and coal Mm -hmm. to orphanages that don't have heat because of the war. And so many different things that we do through the Christmas season, which lasts all January in in Russia. This year, we'll do several things that are COVID-related. We are opening two new feeding centers. And in all of our centers, we are opening up a a Valley Point, Russia COVID uh, aid center. And in that aid center, they've asked us if we can help to provide in places that they don't have access to PPEs and and all all the things that go along. Also, this year we want to try to provide not only vitamins and medicines like we do every year, but we are are going to have access to antibiotics Hmm. that will be able to help the kids and the young people and the adults who are already infected with the virus. Also. uh, we will go just as far as we can go yeah. and do as many things <laughs> as we can during this time with with the means that we have. So a thousand points of light. will be going everywhere yeah. during this year.
0: Well, buddy, you are such an inspiration and we value our partnership and what you're doing while we're asleep. That's great. <laughs> it just keeps going and you have such wonderful plans this year with the initiative. Know that what you give matters and will be used greatly to impact all kinds of people, not just here, but in places like Russia. It's wonderful to see you again. Will you help me think, buddy? (laughs) Thank you.
5: Thanks, Thank you.
0: (laughs) Well, I don't want to overstate the obvious, but this has been a very unusual year. We all know that. And I begin thinking about and planning the Christmas initiative in January of every year. I think about our partnerships and what are the needs and what is God doing in our communities and what is God doing around the world and how can we partner with all of that? Well, obviously, we stepped into a pandemic that has altered so many things. And so I began to wonder In the middle of the year, if we should scale back, and perhaps this is a year where we don't do that and just try to support people right here at home in our church and just get into 2021 and then we'll go from there. Well, God wouldn't let that sit right in my heart, and I just sense that's not the right thing to do. This isn't a year to scale back at all because the needs are so great, they are immense. Here and around the world. So I began to pray through that. I talked to our elders and other leaders. And they affirmed that this is a year that we don't want to shrink back. We don't want to stop thinking about others. And we wanted to present an initiative that would make an impact. Here at home and around the world. So what we've done this year is we've established a goal of raising $100,000. That we will give it all away. And as I stated in the video, if we exceed that, which we often do, we give it all away to our partners. I want you to begin praying. And I want you to begin thinking about what God wants you to do to help those who are vulnerable, to help the marginalized, to help those who are in need, to help other people find Christ. Let's end this year with everything that's happened, thinking of others first, And lifting that up and then stepping into 2021, standing on that foundation of we are giving away and we are giving up and providing for others in an amazing way. You'll be able to give from now until January the 17th and I'm very excited to see what God is going to do through us as we open our hearts and as we open our hands and become generous. Will you pray with me over this initiative? Father, we step into your presence just grateful for a day to think about what you are doing in and through these different leaders and their organizations. God, I pray that you'd stir in our hearts, disrupt us a little bit. God, I pray that you would help us to think of what we can do and what you want for us in responding to this initiative. God, we thank you for the opportunity to hear about your work in other places. Do a work now in us as we seek to think of others first. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.